I believe holding people to equal standards is important. And if we're going to call a witch hunt of Donald Trump, then at this point, we need to call a witch hunt of Joe Biden. And when we call it the Biden crime syndicate, the Biden crime family, when people make those accusations in light of the press conference that James Comer just had yesterday, well, they need to look themselves in the mirror because the witch hunt apparently is happening on both sides. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. So glad that you're here, part of the family. And if you're coming back for another show, I'm also glad that you're here. So let's get straight into it. Well, I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Ever since I spoke to John Paul Mac Isaac and I heard about the laptop, I've been waiting for people to show me the evidence, show me exactly what was going to be the nail in the proverbial coffin of Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. Would we see him going off to jail? Would we see the president impeached? And the House Oversight Committee, led by James Comer, has been looking through bank records. And they held a press conference yesterday where everybody was waiting to find what type of allegations they would lead as the FBI and others are still trying to figure out whether or not to indict Hunter Biden. And so I I was waiting with bated breath for this thing. And here is what I've discovered. I discovered that just like the Democrats, the Republicans are on a wild witch hunt of the Biden family. That's exactly what I found. Now, that might seem uh, disappointing to some people. They might be a little bit upset when they hear this. But as of right now, after James Comer came out and said, yep, here's what we have, they asked him, do you have any evidence of wrongdoing by Joe Biden? And his answer was, well, we got to continue the dig. That this is basically at this point in time, uh, an innuendo that there is something wrong. I'm sorry, but if you are investigating something for as long as you've been investigating it, you've had a laptop from hell in quotes for so long. Where is the evidence, Republicans? Now's time to go. You know, as I'm uh, interviewing so many different people and they're giving me, oh, well, this is going to come out. This is going to happen. What I find is either everybody's lying to me when they tell me these things, or they are all just uh, fanatical about their claims, wanting to see something that is not actually there. That is not to say that what we learned during this conference wasn't worthwhile with information, because it was. There were certainly some things that came up here that I think we should pay attention to, such as we now know, according to bank records that were obtained through these subpoenas, that not only Hunter Biden, but his brother, uh, Joe Biden's brother, James Biden, 
And Haley Biden, which was Bo uh, Biden's widow, later on became the uh, mistress of Hunter Biden. Uh, they received payments totaling more than $10 million from foreign sources. And that included people that were aligned with the CCP, the China, Chinese Communist Party. Okay, so they made money from the influence of having the vice president in office. What president and what vice president hasn't done that? Let's go back and ask ourselves, did George Bush do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Bush family, they definitely took care of one another. Dick Cheney, vice president. Yeah, he definitely did that. Did the Obamas make more money when they were in office? Yep, yep. Definitely increased their brand, did so as well. Uh, did Biden as vice president? Yeah, likely. Yep, absolutely. Did Donald Trump make positions for his family members, Ivanka Trump and you know her husband and his sons? Yep, they absolutely did. Where is the evidence of wrongdoing? Where is the evidence of quid pro quo? Where is the evidence that this money is anything more than what every single politician does when they get in office? I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it doesn't compromise people because certainly I believe all of our politicians are compromised, 100% of them. If you don't believe that, then look at the lobbying in Washington, D.C. because that is a form of compromising our political structure when we were paying to make sure that votes go a certain way because of special interest groups. So what's the difference in foreign countries doing the same exact thing to us? What's the difference in, uh, you know, making a little extra bank along the way? I don't see it until you prove that there's evidence here. So what we're finding right now is they believe that there is a return on these investments, this over $10 million investments from these countries that were wiring money to various Biden family members. This is what James Comer uh, stated during the press conference. Now, most of the payments that the Oversight Committee report stated were made while Joe Biden was not vice president, but they did receive several deposits from a Romanian businessman who was also accused of bribery while Joe Biden was vice president. And Hunter Biden has a connection as well to this Romanian businessman. So there's this uh, connection and innuendo then that Romanian nationals uh, were not financing things after Joe Biden left office. They stopped sending money. So they're using that as it's a pattern of influence peddling. Okay, what's the difference between that and lobbying if it goes against the constitution because damn it all these people are completely corrupt to begin with these people go they try to get power it's very difficult to find the good ones and i'm sure that there are good ones i know i said 100 percent of people are compromised and i kind of stand by that actually I, I i think that you know bernie sanders you know the the darling on the left for what it was i believe he is sold out at this point in time uh and then you look at the people like uh I, I liked Rand Paul. Rand Paul seems like he's he's in line, but even then there's some reports of him doing the bidding of Donald Trump when he was in office and some of those groups uh, instead of just sticking to his guns. Uh, again, these are allegations. I don't know for sure. Maybe there's some people that, that have held the line from lobbyists, but all of these politicians are getting rich off of becoming a public servant, which really means they're getting rich off of uh, conning the American public and making sure that their special interests are first and our special interests are second. Okay, now 
I've heard for a long time, I've had allegations that Joe Biden has set up, you know, winter forward in Ukraine, that Hunter Biden, we know that he had a, a board seat on a Ukrainian energy company. Uh, look, they're all doing this because they have the opportunity to do so. What I want to know is, where is the incriminating material? Where is the evidence that the president was involved in Hunter Biden's trade-off of finances? If you don't have that type of evidence, if they can't find those bank accounts in 2023, I, I'm pretty, uh, pretty sure that what you're looking at then is a bunch of allegations that are baseless. Or what you're doing is you're not showing your hand. I don't know which one it is. But uh, one thing's for sure, if Biden did do this, there's probably shell companies. Uh, one thing is for sure, there's probably other banks that are difficult to find, digital currencies, crypto keys, and things that are difficult to follow as well. But at this point in time, the Republicans look like a joke at the fact that they're not able to come up with allegations that stick. They're taking a page from the Democrat playbook and they're not executing whatsoever. Basically, what they did during that meeting was they admitted that they really didn't have evidence to link Joe Biden to malfeasance in office. So uh, all this is a much ado about nothing at this point in time. Uh, Republicans seem to be obsessed with any way they can to dig up dirt on the Biden family. Here's what I'm going to tell you, uh, Republicans. Forget about digging up dirt on Joe Biden and put together a solid ticket to run against him. Start putting the ideas back of a conservative party that puts fiscal conservatism at the top of the list and puts America first at the top of the list as well. Talk to people about where do you see the next few years of uh, climate change and what that means to the budget. I personally think that climate change is not nearly as bad as all of the Democrats would like to make it out to be. Where's the hardline stances on those things? There's also an interesting take recently. Uh, I believe it was, um, what's his face? Uh, ben Shapiro. I almost called him Ben Carson. Wrong guy. Ben Shapiro was on a show talking about the amount of money that we're spending in the Ukraine. And he goes, it's the best thing that Biden has done is spend this money on the Ukraine. And my, my eyebrows furled when I saw, heard this and saw this interview. I'm going, what is Ben talking about here? What an idiot here. He, we're leading us to a nuclear war. And he's going, nope, for a very cheap price, we are destroying Russia's military. Uh, there's part of me that goes, all right, Shapiro, maybe you have a little bit of a point there, but not at the cost of a global conflict, not at a cost of things moving towards a section where, wow, like we're all not safe at this point in time. So yeah, I, I have a, a bit of an issue maybe with the way that Joe Biden's handling things. Uh, actually, I don't have a little bit of an issue. I have a lot of an issue, but I'm not going to put my eggs anymore in the basket about a laptop or in a basket about finances unless somebody comes out sometime soon and says, Here's the evidence. It's like Donald Trump. It's the same stupid thing. Like, where's the evidence, the hard evidence on some of these issues? If you show it to me, then I'll go with it. 
If you can't show it to me, then it's innuendo, it's accusations. And I can't convict somebody in my mind with innuendo and accusations, and neither should you. So what are we learning? We're learning that the Republican Party is no different. It's the uni party. The uni party, except I can tell you what, they suck at the game compared to the Democrats. The Democrats are so much more savvy in the way that they play the political football game of getting accusations and innuendo to try the stick. If this was a Democrat arguing this about Eric Trump, I guarantee that this thing would be going to courts and an indictment would be talking about. All right. That that's where we would be at the present moment. If, if all that happened now, I also knew that today was going to be the day that we should hear about whether or not Hunter Biden had a money laundering scheme and whether or not he would be indicted. Well, it came and it went. We're now here on Thursday. We didn't hear it on Wednesday. I'm not hearing of anything still, which tells me I don't think that Merrick Garland is going to indict Hunter Biden. Now, could Merrick Garland, who's serving under Joe Biden, make one of the most difficult choices ever that he's probably ever had to do and go against the president's son if there is this? Now, I will tell you, if there is money laundering, then all of a sudden this press conference gives a little bit of credence to uh, possible charges. It doesn't indict Joe Biden, but it certainly says, hey, Joe, you put your son that's a coke addict in charge of something uh, really horrible and somebody who's a question. I don't know if he's still a coke addict, although they say once an addict, always an addict, you're recovering. Um, I think that the charge that I know uh, will likely... Um, possibly stick to Hunter, should they go with it, is the gun charges. I've had the uh, one of the employees of the gun store where the illegal action happened on record on my show. I know for a fact that the ATF and the FBI have all the evidence to know that Hunter Biden was guilty uh, of that. You can't get around that. At that point, he was already known for cocaine. He was already known that he lied on the gun purchase paperwork. Uh, and then the, the gun was lost once again. And there's people that have told me about multiple guns being lost, just like I've heard about multiple computers and devices register the Apple being lost. Also, people might say that, well, he didn't register as a foreign lobbyist. That would be pretty important as well uh, on those charges. But will we hear anything before the end of the week? I'm not so sure. At first, I thought that this story was going to be used against Joe Biden to tell him not to run. But now that he's announced, I don't see that happening at this point of time. I think that uh, whatever's going to happen, it's going to go. And then Joe Biden, if he wanted to, could just pardon his son and say, you know what? My son did nothing wrong. I trust him. You know, nothing's going to be there. And we just saw his interview the other day where he says it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him, which is such BS. Um, but if Joe Biden were to set off a presidential pardon, uh, this would certainly uh, create, I think, uh, major division in this country for a guy who said, I wanted to unite the country. I wanted to bring the country together. So Joe Biden's in some pretty precarious situations. But the main takeaways here on the first half of tonight's show uh, or today's show, depending on what time you're listening to it, is this. There is a witch hunt. There's a witch hunt against both sides, Democrats and Republicans. 
the game is being played in a savvy way by Democrats. The Republicans are trying to play catch up and we are in the political theater on the other side. Don't fall for it. All right, everybody, I'm going to take my first break here. Uh, we got to hit a word from our sponsors. As always, go to americaoutloud.com. You can check out all the great programming and shows from so many talented individuals right here, giving you some very thoughtful feedback, great interviews. And you can also listen to the America Out Loud Talk radio network available on all of your devices as well as on the website. You can download the app. And we have some great sponsors all over the website. Click on one of those links. If you believe in a product, there's some great stuff that I promise you, you will not regret uh, being a part of. And that helps keep the lights on for America Out Loud, which helps in part bring my show to you each day, Monday through Friday. So we're going to stop right there and take a quick little break. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code out loud and get 20% off. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Thanks for sticking around for the second half of the show here. Today, we're talking about the investigations and individuals. Now, let's move over to George Santos. Oh, my, 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 George Santos. The lies and what a tangle web you have weaved. You've made so many false statements throughout the years. But the thing that I think is interesting with this is he was one of those whole stop the steal back in 2020 and said that the election was completely uh, stolen from him. And then he won the election here in the most recent 2022. He had to wait until they had a speaker of the house in order to get in. But the scandals were already growing at that point in time. He said the people that he was biracial. 
However, there is absolutely no evidence of that. He told people that he was Jewish and later backing that he was raised a Catholic, but he was an American Jew. And then later he backed from there and said, well, he just had heard that there was on his mother's side some Jewish heritage. Um, And then he started calling himself a Latino Jew. Eventually, he would describe himself as Catholic. (laughs) Well, one is not really compatible with the other. Just putting that out there. Uh, He also had some claims back then going back and forth, uh, talking about he's Catholic, but Jesus Christ was Jewish. So therefore we're all partly Jewish. And I think that video came out in 2023 as well, but that's not what's getting him in a ton of trouble. Certainly he's made anti-Semitic jokes, joking about Adolf Hitler, killing Jews and black people, um, So we know that he doesn't really have taste, but now we finally have uh, some evidence that he is being indicted. Unlike what the Republicans gave, they were able to charge him on 13 counts of financial crimes, 13 counts. That's a lot. Now the uh, times that he's lied really don't mean much compared to the charges that he's about to face. So he surrendered to the feds uh, yesterday and he was arraigned before the judge. He was taken away his passport so he cannot flee the company. And he was ordered uh, released on a $500,000 bond. He said that it was a witch hunt, which we've heard Donald Trump say that before. He said, I'm going to fight my battle. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to take care of clearing my name. And I look forward to doing that. If he's convicted, here's what they they have him so far. They have him on wire fraud, which is a serious charge. Uh, It's reported that that uh, can be up to 20 years in prison. And then we also have, does he serve his sentences if these other charges stick concurrently or consecutively. And so that is also information that would be there, but he's got three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, two counts of lying to the house of representatives on financial forms and the wire fraud. Right now, I'm pretty sure that James Comer is looking over at George Santos going, Oh, why couldn't have that been Hunter Biden's file? That's what we wanted, but they weren't able to do anything. Now, there are people that Republicans like um, Mitt Romney, who has gone up to George uh, Santos and told him that he doesn't belong in the building, told him to resign. There's been plenty of people asking him to resign from office. But that is the state of the Republican Party. The Republican Party that claims to, you know, have a election stolen from them to be the party of, you know, doing everything that's right. Well, not George Santos. You know, we have a gentleman who might have money laundered uh, an ethics panel that investigating him, realizing that, you know, he's got a lot of problems with alleged allegations of sexual misconduct, financial expenditures based upon his campaign, some shady past business practices. And all doing this, he's already sponsored legislation here in this country. This is a travesty for all of us that this was allowed to go on as long as it was. So now we have uh, a Republican that 
most likely, I believe this will be a case that will be open and closed and shut. This is not the witch hunt. This is uh, charges that it seems like they have plenty of evidence in order to get them to stick. And I'm here for it. Absolutely here for it. All right. Some uh, other big news. I've been talking about AI. All right. I've been telling people about, you know, now you can use AI and you can bring people's voices back. Uh, if you go onto YouTube and you type in Freddie Mercury, who died, I believe, in 1991, you can now hear Freddie Mercury doing the songs of the Beatles, doing the songs of Michael Jackson. And it sounds like it's Freddie Mercury's voice with a little bit of auto tune. It's really crazy. There's also a rap artist that I played already, Drake, but now they're looking at people that are dead, like the notorious B.I.G. Should he be brought back to life using A.I.? This brings up uh, a huge ethical conversation when it comes to AI, uh, the generated music that people are listening to, what is actually being made by somebody and what's being made by a computer. But I think what's scarier is how fast this whole thing is moving forward. You know, just recently, I believe James Earl Jones, the voice of Darth Vader, he signed a deal with uh, Disney that they could use his voice even after death. They did a settlement. They paid him out because he said he was not going to be giving his voice to Darth Vader ever again. But he knew with AI and the previous films that they could use his voice and create Darth Vader's voice for decades to come. And when that headline came out maybe six months ago, I don't think that I really understood it as well as I understand it now. And isn't that kind of the funny thing about AI right now in 2023? We're not really understanding what this means. I believe, and based upon the articles that I'm looking at as well, that so many jobs are going to completely dry up because of this. Think about the automated phone calls that could be done with a more advanced AI, one that could read your responses in real time, listen, translate your words, and then respond back as if it truly understood, but also giving uh, a myriad of legal advice. Like say you call a lawyer's office and you don't need a paralegal anymore because you actually have the research directly in front of you through AI and they can tell you, well, here's what you would do. Here's how the best possible way to win. And then maybe you just have a few people that work at the office and you get rid of the rest of the team or Maybe it's something where you're looking at the analytics, right? If you're in sports, if you're in uh, stock training, trading, and all of a sudden now you can win constantly because AI is making the correct choices for you. Of course, we got to get to that spot right now. We're not there, but I believe that we will get there. I believe that that's moving quickly into that direction. And that's what concerns me. It concerns me that what happens if all of a sudden tens of millions of people are unemployed because AI has started doing their jobs, what happens to the economy at that point? You know, each day I feel like I'm going darker into this whole concept that the economy is falling apart. And yeah, it really seems like that is the case. It seems like the long-term economy, things are going to have to change because we cannot continue on this. Uh, path in order to uh, have something that, that's sustainable. Also, the debt ceiling. We're getting closer and closer the June 1st. And we heard from Janet Yellen just a few weeks ago 
that the United States would run out of cash as soon as early June if Congress doesn't act soon. Right. But we have Congress now giving, you know, House committees talking about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. I want to know where does things stand with economics? Are things about to get a lot worse? Because it seems that way. And then what does that mean too? Uh, if the debt ceiling doesn't get resolved, what does it mean to run out of cash? You know, what are the uh, main streets type of uh, problems that come with that? Well, if that happens, then we would see job loss in the United States because the economies cannot handle a long debt limit breach. And so some of the places that would be hit the hardest, according to uh, one of the studies that came out, I believe it was Moody's analytics based upon the U.S. census, would see that D.C., a lot of people would lose their jobs. I don't think a lot of people are also uh, losing a lot of sleep over that if it's our politicians, but I don't think they're talking about our politicians. Uh, Tennessee, Missouri, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, they would be the hardest hit states with people losing jobs. That's not to say that other states would not also be impacted. We have states like Pennsylvania, then Ohio, that could also lose hundreds of thousands of jobs that could last several months if the money dries up. There's plenty of states that would lose and it would be a complete real threat to us. That all comes with the same report that inflation has raised once again another 4.8%. 4.8%. This is ridiculous. What is the Fed doing, right? They're, they're raising interest rates and telling us that, oh, don't worry. Inflation's going to eventually stabilize. It's going to go down or we're here now. We're, we're at that spot. But yet that's not the case. We are not seeing a, a better economic space. I talked about the car industry just yesterday. Let's just talk about the, I got to feed my kids industry, because that's the type of industry that everybody has each day they go to the supermarket. That's a big story. And we're going to need to cover that as things move forward. If we cannot come to some type of agreement in what's happening with our finances in this country, it seems like the only thing we can actually agree upon is they're not going well. It seems like the only thing that people are looking at is, yep, my dollar is not getting me quite as far. All right. Now, switching gears to uh, something that happened yesterday in a conversation that I had with an individual. I was leaving the grocery store with my son and there was a Ford Mustang Mach-E that was charging at the charging station there. And uh, I walked up to the individual. He's parked about four cars away from the rental that I have currently. I was like, hey, sir, what do you think? Positive, negative, how's your experience? He goes, pros and cons, pros and cons, pros and cons. Repeat it three times. And I'm like, oh, wow. He kind of seemed flabbergasted. I was like, uh, all right, give me the cons. He goes, well, uh, do you remember when it was like uh, two degrees outside back in February here in the Northeast? I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, I had a trip up to Boston. It took me what should have been about a three and a half, four hour trip turned into a 10 hour trip. I was like, well, why, why 10 hours? It was a weather. He's like, Nope, the battery, it got so cold 
that the battery that was supposed to be getting him like 260 miles per charge at 100% was only getting him 75 miles. On top of that, he was stopping at so many charging stations and they were difficult to get to because he said Ford does not have Tesla's charging stations. So if you're driving a Ford Mustang Mach-E, you can't use a Tesla charger that's at like a convenience store or Wawa or Sheets or whatever type of one that they have those at. I didn't know this. I was under the impression that, you know, it's a one size fits all, that all these chargers at this point in time were being regulated in order to work with all the vehicles. I didn't know that some were not backwards compatible with different brands. This throws an entire monkey wrench into the electric car conversation, if that's the case. And it seems like Tesla might still be the king of the roads when it comes to electric vehicles and having the most, um, I guess, most recognizable battery as far as the uh, reliability structure of that battery goes, because I have not heard people in the cold that have dropped that much. They seem to do a much better job, I guess, of keeping that battery heated in order to maintain uh, a good charge. Now, uh, also last night, uh, which because I'm taping this early, I have not had a chance to watch it, but I guarantee that when you listen to Friday's show, I'm going to have my good friend Chris Michaels on. And we got to bring up Donald Trump in the town hall of CNN. As of now, of this recording for Thursday, this has not happened, but I promise you we will both have watched and we'll talk about it and figure out what exactly we watched at that moment. Um, will CNN have major ratings? Did they have major ratings? Did Donald Trump get hurt by the town hall? Did CNN get hurt by the town hall? <laughs> or does this launch Donald Trump back to a front runner status in the next election? So we'll be back tomorrow with Chris Michaels. As always, he's a great guest. I'm looking forward to bringing him to you all. I appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to support me, I would really appreciate it. As I tell my listening audience, one of the best ways that you can help finance the journalism that I do and interviews that I do, and we're going to be ramping things up here as the school year winds down, going to be bringing more people onto the show and doing some travel, then you can go to my Give, Send, Go. I have a little fundraiser on there. It's on my website, AmericanBolden.com. Also, you can find it on my Twitter, at RealGregBolden. Follow along. Feel free to send whatever support you're capable of, even if it's just a note of encouragement. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all those people that have already supported me. It's seen, it's duly noted, and you're in my prayers. I am eternally grateful for you, my listeners. All right, everyone, you've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.